Hello. Once again, we have another episode of Get Off My Lawn. I am your host, Eric Buckner, and this is episode eight. We shall entitle this one, If You're Not the Solution, You're the Problem. Yes, unfortunately, again, we are faced with other prospects of the coronavirus outbreak and effects it's having and the overall thing thereof. Yes, I do promise you at some point, we will definitely talk about other issues. There are definitely many other things going on in the world, but right now, since the world's not really going on, this is the only subject that we really can dig into because right now, most of the world is not in a place to get started. Though apparently, some parts of the world think they are. And because of that, we must address the huge elephant in the room right now, which leads to this subject. If you are not the solution, you're the problem. See, of course, the initial problem is the fact that at this point, there's over 800,000 cases of the coronavirus here in America. Keep in mind, that's just based on numbers that most of the outlets that are keeping track of that are posting. We, however, know, at least most of us do, that those numbers are not correct. There are, in fact, more people walking around with the virus. It is just that contagious. Keep in mind, most of these numbers come within a six to eight week window. Because eight weeks ago, there were only a couple hundred documented cases here in the U.S. And now suddenly we are almost 800,000. In fact, more. Like I said, whatever these numbers are, I can safely say you may almost be able to double it in terms of how many people are walking around at the moment with some type of strange symptom, whatever you want to call it, of this virus. And because we don't know for sure just how contagious it is, to what extent it affects people from day to day, we still really don't even know if once you have it and quote unquote are recovered from it, if it will kick back up again. Remember, there are many people that will compare this to the flu. Just like you can get the flu the first time, you can get the flu again. Could this virus be the same way? So, of course, the situation is that because we still don't know what we don't know, the one thing we do know based on other epidemics in the past is that the best thing to do is to keep crowds away from one another so that the spread of the virus is not so impactful now a lot of what we're trying to figure out and learn from now we're basing on what happened in 1918 i've actually done a little research on the spanish flu and how it started and to what extent it was i will give you a few of the things i have found out Basically, what happened was the Spanish flu started somewhere in the midst of either America or Spain. That much is still not completely clear to me. I think it affected Spain the most or most famously, so that's why it became known as the Spanish flu. But from the reports I read, it started 
in a military camp in Kansas. And what happened was several members of said camp got sick and the virus spread it quickly from there, causing people to die. And it moved from different military outlets within America. Keep in mind, we were at war at that point. So those same military people were deployed into other parts of the world. And either that was how it became to be because they brought it to the camp from other parts of the world or went from the camp to other parts of the world. That much I'm not completely clear on. Long and short of it is, it is said that over 50 million people died from the Spanish flu. 50 million. Keep in mind, let's look at pure numbers here. 50 million people is about the same amount of people that live in Canada right now. So imagine a whole country of that size no longer existing on the face of the earth within a two to three year period. Now, it said that over 600,000 people died in the U.S. That's basically the size of my city here in Detroit. So suddenly, Detroit doesn't exist from that many people dying. According to the numbers now for the coronavirus, bringing it back to the present, over 175,000 people all over the earth have died from the coronavirus. Remember, the first known case that they talk about was in January of this year. It's still just April. So 200,000 people by the end of this month will have died from the coronavirus. In addition to the people that died from whatever other causes around the world. And the problem is we know how most of that happens. We still don't know enough about this virus to definitively say this is what we should do that is a problem so that's problem one problem two is the fact that here in america in particular it is an election year and i feel many of the decisions that's being made in regards to this is in regards to that so keep in mind as we speak there are already three states that are ready to start back up operations, basically, in terms of not being stay at home and lifting some of the restrictions and allowing some of the businesses to start back in operation. That means that because what we know of the virus incubation rates may be five to 10 days, you may have symptoms two weeks before you know for sure you had the virus. Within two weeks time, we'll have some understanding of how safe it really was to start back up. Another thing about the Spanish flu that we do know is that there were additional outbreaks. In other words, there were times where the flu kicked up and then it died down in areas. They tried to start back normal and it kicked back up again. It happened pretty much in certain places, even a third and a fourth time. Now, here's the thing. We've been at stay at home for here in Michigan pretty much five, six weeks now. And people are already starting to protest, which is another issue we'll get into in a minute. But the problem with that is that people are antsy. They're anxious to go back to work. Not to mention some of us feel like it's almost a necessity to try to because of how 
slow the government is in dealing with the financial part of this crisis. But that's another story also. But in the end, we have to remember that in order to do that, we're basically taking a risk because we have not resolved the initial issue, which is the virus itself. There is no definitive way to treat it. There is no definitive way to cure it. So at this point, we're taking a roulette wish to our lives, hoping that it doesn't affect us to a great degree or that basically the people who have died are the people most likely to do so or bottom line is it's still not safe out here in these streets but because some people are so anxious to get back to how their quote-unquote normal life is they're willing to take that risk they are right now the problem and not the solution because we need to allow the time for the people that truly know about these things to formulate a way for us to try to be as safe as we can until we can somehow resolve the issue of the virus itself. Does that mean I feel we should just be in the house for the rest of the year? No, I don't think that. No, I know that's not going to happen for most of us. In the end, us being cooped up and us not having a means to take care of ourselves will become a more outweighing factor than us being here in the house. In other words, we'll end up doing what we have to do to survive. Because the longer this goes on, the other more pertinent problems, such as depression and uh, basically lack of income leading to robbery, theft, murder, etc., etc., all these things will become bigger factors. Not just here, mind you. But around the world, that's another thing we have to remember. This is not just a United States problem. This is a global problem. And globally, we have to figure a way out of it. So, again, because the nations are set up the way they are, particularly with one of the stronger, quote-unquote, nations being the United States and our leader being the way he is about things, it makes that process that much more difficult. He is not even set up here to where we are in a good place because he has put onus on letting the governors and the mayors decide what to do and more importantly, how to get testing and equipment for hospitals, etc. instead of taking a national lead and helping out to the fullest extent that the federal government can, we are in a situation to where different places will have different outcomes based upon how it's dealt with. Fortunately, it appears that the leader of my city, Mayor Duggan, and the leader of my state, Gretchen Whitmer, have a pretty good grasp on what they think they should do because they tend to listen toward the sides of the people who are experted in these type of pandemics and how the numbers and things should drive what we should do and how we should do it. As opposed to these other people pretty much going with their heart or just basically looking to bolster the leader's popularity by agreeing to a degree with what he wants to do in terms of how we deal with this virus.
Because on the one hand, he says that we should listen to the federal guidelines that say we need to stay home and practice social distancing, what have you. But on the other hand, he incites a different set of rules when he goes on his Twitter page and says, liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia, liberate Minnesota, as if to say what we are subjected to in terms of our guidelines is far too strict and need to be completely changed from what is the norm. The bottom line here is that when you as the leader are setting mixed messages and mixed examples, how are we the people supposed to contend with what to really do? So this has led to the quote-unquote rebellions where in several states, including my own, people have come out in protest of the social distancing rules because they feel either they're too strict or in more extreme cases, they should not even have been enacted to begin with. The problem is that as far as some of the people who are protesting, coronavirus 19 has not touched their lives enough to where they feel it is important to stay in. They want to go back to doing what they were doing before because in some of these cases, yeah, they were being highly successful financially and their life was in a good place. And they just don't know how to contend with having this much change this quickly. And because we as people, not just as a country, nation, we as people were not set up to contend with something this drastic happening in this short period of time, we are struggling as to how exactly we should contend with it all. And most of us, fortunately, are dealing with it and seeing the science and circumstance for what it is. But there is a growing faction of people who are either uneducated to what's going on and basically are going with the crowd that they prefer to agree with, which are the people that's not staying home. Or some of us are just foolish and feel like they know better than the experts and the people that deal with this and are just basically going off what they see. And in their eyes, they see this not being a big deal. It's just like the flu. People get the flu all the time. So if I get it, I get it. Or if I get it, I'm going to be like most of the people who actually get it and recover and survive. And yes, it is pointed out that over 90% of the people who eventually get COVID-19 do recover. Can we say fully? I'm not so sure at this point because remember, we're dealing with a virus that is basically three or four months old. We don't know the long-term effects that it's going to have on a person who has it. We don't know for certain, without a shadow of a doubt, that once you get it, you more than likely won't get it again. There are actually a few documented cases of people who have had the virus, said to have quote-unquote recovered, and now have the virus yet again. So, until we gain a better understanding of how all that works, this has become a very dangerous game of cat and mouse between country and government and people and race and what have you. All that comes into play in this process. 
and it's a very scary thing. Right now, the solution for the moment to me appears to be to stay at home and keep your trips outside to a minimum. Keep in mind, it's been said by our government that we, the city of Detroit, are doing a good job of mitigating and social distancing. However, we, as the people of the city, do note that there are still many people out doing non-essential things on a daily basis. And because they just choose not to stay at home, they're out more so than they should be. Keep in mind, the reason why I feel partially the numbers are down is because a lot of those people have not been tested. And I think once we test more people, we will come to discover that more people in the city have the virus than you would realize. They may not have the symptoms. They may be what people are calling asymptomatic, where basically you're not showing any symptoms, but you definitely carry the virus. And thusly, they're spreading it to other parts of the population where it would affect them more, particularly the people that have pre-existing conditions. So, in essence, we still, to a degree, are the solution, as most of us are doing what we feel we need to do in order to adhere to the guidelines, but we are also part of the problem because many of us are still attempting to live our lives as normal. Keep in mind, eventually we all will get to the point, I think, in the next 30 days where we drop some of the restrictions and attempt to start back life. But it will not be the normal, nor should it be, because we do not know what we do not know. So it would be foolish to try to start everything back up again, not knowing to what extent the virus is still going to be contagious, not knowing how the summer months will affect the virus, not knowing how to truly cure or come back how to deal with people who get the virus. Not to mention the possibility that there may be people who get the virus more than once. We don't know to what extent that's going to affect people. Will it be less that second time? Will it be stronger or more hurtful? Is it that these people haven't really got over the virus? It's just it lays dormant in your body somehow and then kicks back up as they get exposed to other people who have the virus. There are still many questions to be answered here and we don't have the answers. So the solution from where I sit is to sit here and work it out at home until we get better answers and a better understanding. Like I said, there will be a point soon where some of the restrictions are lax and I will basically take my cue from how people are interacting those first couple weeks before I fully get back to what I would consider to be the new normal, which is what we'll talk about next time, because there will be a new normal, at least for the immediate future, because we cannot go about life in the same way with this thing out here to this extent. So anyway, I thank you for listening to get off my lawn again i always encourage you to leave comments in my facebook messenger eric buckner also you can leave comments in my instagram which would be eric hawk 45 
That's Hawk 45 You can leave comments in my DM, and I will get to them when I can. Thank you again for listening. Continue to stay safe, stay healthy, educate yourselves. Don't go upon the assumptions of the few. Listen to the sense of the many. Thanks again.